0: listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bookstock 2018 kicks off April 22nd at Laurel Park Place in Livonia. The annual event collects a huge number of used media books, DVDs, CDs. It sells them and then uses the proceeds to fund area literacy projects. The sheer volume of items, somewhere near 2 million, is really impressive. And the event shines a light on the thirst for words and stories and the very idea of reading. Joining me now is Detroit News columnist Neil Rubin, who co-chairs the event. Neil, welcome
1: to Detroit Today. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Yes,
0: uh, it's great to have you here, and it's great to be talking about Bookstock again. It's one of my favorite annual events. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the, just this idea of collecting old media and reselling it. You would think, uh, well, maybe a couple people that might do that, but you guys get people... Uh, from all over the place, uh, offering things to sell. And then you get a lot more people showing up to buy them. We get people, we've had people from
1: Ottawa coming <laughs> in for this book sale. I knew it was a great that's used book incredible. sale. I didn't realize it was that great. It is a national
0: used book sale. That's right. right. I, I,
1: <laughs> hope, I wonder if they have to declare it at the border. <laughs> um, but it is. We will have more than 300,000 books. DVDs, CDs, all of that stuff, end to end at Laurel Park Place, Wow. which is kind of amazing. It is, and uh, and you you know you mentioned the number two million. Yeah. Uh, this year, the odometer will probably click over two million dollars raised in our 16th year. I would assume year. That,
0: see. I said two million. Items. I was million letting you dollars. off the hook there. <laughs> there you go. Right. It's two million dollars, not two million items. It's about three hundred thousand items, but that's still a super impressive number. Both those numbers are huge uh, when you think about again trying to 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 get money to literacy projects to
1: help people read more. Well, that's the idea. It's the best part of recycling. Well, recycling in a couple of ways. First, it gets books out of people's basements and back in other people's laps where they belong. But it's also just, I love the notion of we're selling books so that Oakland Literacy Council and and whoever else can help people learn to read in the first place yeah. or read better so that they can Come get more books. Come
0: get more books, right? You're sort of a circle of life kind of uh, organization <laughs> there, right? Um, uh, talk about how this event started and what year you're in here with Bookstock.
1: Well, it started as the Brandeis University Women's Alumni Club annual sale and became a bit of a you know a local mainstay. Um, that petered out in the early 2000s, uh, I think the women involved were getting older and the books were getting heavier and it just <laughs> sort of died. And oh, Roz Blank, Jody Goodman, Janet Berman, some some local women here in Oakland County said, hey, that was a pretty cool thing. Let's see if we can resurrect it. And the first one in 2003, I know about because I wrote about it. Right? You know the feeling. You don't know about <laughs> anything unless you wrote about <laughs> it or covered actually it. Written about it? Right. And, uh, and so they, the first year they were hoping to get 15 or 20,000 books to make it worthwhile. It's grown exponentially. Um, you know, the, the donations get bigger, the money raised gets bigger every year. And now we're in the 16th year. And like I said, we're expected to hit the $2 million mark in total sales this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Neil Rubin, a Detroit News columnist. He's also the honorary co-chair of Bookstock. We're talking about Bookstock 2018, which starts April 22nd at Laurel Park Place in Livonia. Uh, Talk about the other elements of uh, Bookstock. There's also a writing contest for young people, right?
1: There is. uh, It's a wonderful thing. Detroit fourth graders, uh, with the encouragement of their teachers, you know, we try to get as many Mm -hmm. teachers involved as possible, write essays. And uh, there are cash prizes for these. And the excitement for the kids. I mean, first off, let's face it, some of them have never seen a hundred dollars before they've never Mm -hmm. had a hundred disposable dollars but just winning yeah i mean a couple of times (laughs) the winners have literally just jumped up and down in excitement (laughs) And and it's wonderful the you know the enthusiasm is absolutely infectious that is tuesday and uh That's Teacher Appreciation Day. Teachers with a valid ID get Mm -hmm. 50% off from 3 to 9 Mm -hmm. Um, p.m. Bookstockmi.org, by the way, is the website for this. That's Bookstockmi.org. Because there's stuff going on all week, more than you and I are probably going to have the time to talk about. But uh, just special events, basically we get a kick out of trying to lure people in midweek. Thursday and Friday, for instance, Bookbuster Days. buy four items. The least expensive one is free, or as I like to look at it, buy 40, get 10 free. And uh, if you spend at least $25, you're in a drawing automatically for, uh, let's see, we've got a signed Dylan Larkin hockey puck. Mm. We've got Mm. Tigers tickets, which may not be that difficult to come by this year, but still, (laughs) they're good tickets. And a foursome at Plum Hollow Country Club in Southfield. Wow. And you just get that by, you know, you're in the hunt for that just by spending $25. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so again, bookstockmi.org is where people can learn more about uh, bookstock. And uh, six, 16 years seems like uh, you'll probably go 20, right? Uh,
1: I would think. This thing <laughs> this thing has legs, and uh, it shows a real appreciation still for the printed book. Yes. Um, oh, one thing I should mention, or people will chastise me, the presale <laughs> Sunday morning uh, opening, you know, opening on on the twenty second, uh-huh. eight fifteen a.m. to eleven a.m. It's the only time there's a charge for admission. It's twenty dollars, and you get to join the thundering herd, getting first crack, first crack at all the all cool books, stuff. Right. But we put new books and merchandise out every day. We clearly can't display that much all at once. Sure. So whenever you come during the week. You'll be all right.
0: Yeah, it's worth coming more than once to, oh, yes. to see what's new. Yeah. All right, Neil Rubin, Detroit News columnist, honorary co-chair of Bookstock. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit today.
1: Thank you.
2: me. It been day for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember sandwiches and allowances,
0: That's rap artist Kendrick Lamar with Humble track from his album, Damn, which was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for music. It's apparently not the first time rap has been acknowledged by the Bulitzers, but it's certainly the first nod to the importance and power of hip-hop as a genre and a cultural force.
2: What you want, you a house, you a car, 40 acres and a mule, a piano, a guitar, a guitar anything, say my name is Uncle Sam on your dog. You can live at the
0: mall. Since its inception 40 years ago, hip-hop has been populated with rappers who speak truth to power from street-level perspective. These so-called street poets shine light, often controversial and sometimes inflammatory, on the dark recesses of life and society for black Americans. Groups like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Public Enemy, NWA, and Outcast, addressed issues faced by African-Americans and inner-city communities. Today, hip-hop has a solo artist who is carrying on that tradition? Kendrick Lamar. Lamar is a young man from Compton, California in Los Angeles. Theme is already emerging in his work that traveling, uprootedness, and forced relocation have created lasting and irreparable instability for black Americans. That's the argument posed by my next guest, David Dennis, a columnist and commentator with Bossip.com. David, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Uh thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah. So uh, th- this is a really interesting concept. Uh, the the connection that you are drawing between the lyrics of Kendrick Lamar and the history of the black experience here in America. And when I say history, I really mean history. I mean I mean going all the way back to the beginning, uh, slavery and the Middle Passage being the definition of displacement and relocation. You see echoes of this in Lamar's work.
2: Well, yeah, the um, issue of relocation has been, like you said, uh, an issue that we've dealt with since the beginning. Uh, Slaves were brought here on ships. We were moved to different plantations. Families were split up. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's own neighborhood of Compton was uh, turned into the ghetto that sort of people associated with now due to white flight and relocation um, and gerrymandering and lack of resources. And so in his music, he deals a lot with uh, issues of travel and relocation. Um, his first uh, major album, Good Kid, Mad City, a lot of the conflict happens um, in a van. Uh, that's sort of like the hell for him as they're tra- him and his friends are traveling through the van and they experience violence. He acts different. Um, and then in to pimp a butterfly, his second album, it's a lot of the issues of leaving home and what happens when you leave that place, and he has a mental breakdown in a hotel room, which is uh, a signal of travel. So all these issues of going back home and leaving, and the responsibilities and the pain of that are echoed all you know all throughout his music.
0: And and do you feel like this is a conscious uh, effort on his part to infuse uh, this history of the black experience? into his lyrics through the sort of uh, metaphor of travel? Or is this just an outgrowth of that experience itself, something that that sort of subconsciously makes itself uh, present in the music?
2: Well, I, I tried to um, treat the music, in this article, I tried to treat the music like a literary text. And uh, one of my professors uh when I was an undergrad, an English professors would say that if it's in the text, they meant to say it. So whether they intentionally <laughs> meant to say it or not, it's in there. And right. so um, once it's there, it's there. So I don't know if he is sitting down and saying, "All right, I'm going to make this about travel, and I'm going to make it through the music." But it's there. You know, if you can if you can parse it out, then um, you can come to the conclusion. So that was what I was trying to do. So I tried not to take any sort of interviews that he's done or anything outside the context of the actual lyrics. And um, so for me, if it's there, it's there. And I mean, the issue of travels is in all of us. We all deal with it as black people and the black community and the trauma that it has created. So whether he intended to or not, um, it, it's there for, for a reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, David, let's talk about prison and family separation. This is also a kind of travel uh, that, of course, the African-American community deals with all the time and is a very prominent issue in black communities. It's also a theme that comes up again and again in Lamar's
2: lyrics. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is the the separation of of families through uh, prison. A lot of his earlier lyrics talk about... uh, the police raiding his home and taking and arresting his uncle. He's, he's driven by a lot of that stuff, and that's one of the things that changed his life in the music. Um, he deals with incarceration, how that splits up families and how that creates sort of um, where he is. He talks about his lack of, of guidance, and his friends in that van in Good Kid Mad City became sort of that parental figure for him. He was the young um, guy uh, traveling with them. And so, yeah, incarceration is definitely um, a, a major impact on the black community. And it's a form of relocation and travel. I mean, you can um, make the linear consideration that um, incarceration is just an extension of slavery in America for, you know, for a lot of people. And there's a lot of big history of relocation and separation that is ingrained in both of those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about issues in urban areas now uh, around w- what, what we are calling gentrification? And there are lots of I think when people use that word they mean they tend to mean lots of different things and they all get lumped together as one uh, as one idea uh, but there again there's this travel that that uh, this idea of displacement surrounding the black experience, that that in cities where African-Americans have lived now for decades, in some uh, cases in communities where they have lived for decades, they're now finding that it's hard to stay because there are new people coming in with money uh, and ideas of their own. Uh, And again, that displacement theme sort of takes hold again.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, last time we talked, we talked about Katrina and what the impact it had on New Orleans and the relocation of black people in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, that's happening all over the place. Uh, You can look at, you know, even in in Flint, if people have to leave that community because it's just uninhabitable at this point. You know, Um, there's just uh, too many instances of that having to happen. And um, unfortunately, in a lot of places, you leave people behind. Whole families can't go. Uh, you're separated from your family, and if you lack resources to get back, then you're on your own. You're alone, um, much like Kendrick Lamar was, and you know by himself in the whole hotel room, freaking out because his family is left at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. You
0: where was your antennas again? Where was your presence? Where was your support that you pretend? You ain't no brother. You ain't no disciple. You ain't no friend. A free never leave Compton for profit. Or leave his best friend Little brother. You promised you watch him before they
1: shot him. Where was your antennas on the road? Uh,
0: in, in the piece, uh, you, you talk about uh, success as an artist uh, for, for Lamar as well. This is another kind of traveling uh, the 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 being on the road for instance uh, as an artist all the time uh, is a way of sort of separating and so it, in some ways it's not just it's not always a negative uh theme it's just a theme it's just life it's just what happens uh when when this is this is the way that uh, you're 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 living
2: yeah i mean but un- unfortunately um So often in the black community to be successful, you have to leave. There's no there's. Yeah, you have to leave. There's no, you know, Apple does not have a headquarters in the middle of the hood that you can just go to (laughs) and work and come back. You have to go somewhere else. And, you know, he deals with that guilt. I mean, there's when with us, with the black community, there is a guilt that is associated with that. Whenever you leave and go somewhere, there's always a conflict of. Are you, quote-unquote, keeping it real? Are you staying to your roots? Have you forgotten where you came from? And that's, you know, through all of our art. I mean, if you look at even a show like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, one of the big conflicts was... The Banks family, they're in Bel-Air, but have they forgotten where they came Are from they as Will? Right. Are they black enough? You know, and Kendrick deals with that, um, you know, through the lyrics. He talks to, uh, there's a song to Pimp a Butterfly where he talks to, on, on Mama, he talks to a younger version, um, I guess, of himself. He looked at me and said, Kendrick, you do know my language. You just forgot because of what public schools have painted. Oh, I forgot, don't kill my vibe. that's right, you're famous. I used to watch on Channel 5 TV was
0: taken. Okay, David Dennis, columnist and commentator with BossUp.com. Thank you very much for being here on Detroit Oh, thank you so much. That's going to do it for us on the show today. I will be back. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I'll see you tomorrow.